Jesus. We give God thanks and praise for another opportunity in His presence, another time of fellowship, another time to um, know more from God's Word. Uh, this is the 11th day of Go Forward Conference 2021, and we celebrate God for His goodness and His mercies to us these um, 11 days. Uh, we give God um, our praise for how far He has helped us. I believe we've been blessed thus far, and I believe our lives have been transformed. Amen and amen. Um, um, once again, I want to welcome everyone who is joining in wherever you're joining in from. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you. I want to assure you by the help of God's Spirit that I'm going to have a most glorious time in His presence. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. Right, let's go just share a word of prayer and then we'll go into God's Word. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. The Spirit, Holy Spirit, we, we, we celebrate you. Abba Father, we extol you. Jesus, we magnify you. Thank you for another time in your presence. Thank you for another privilege to, to sit at your feet and to learn of you. Lord, we, we ask that you teach us today, transform our lives, and our lives never go to be the same again. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. All right. So this is um, um, um go forward conference, and um, we have been on um, um, a particular line of teaching for for since the beginning of this conference, and it's been awesome. Um, once again, I want to encourage you if you've not been um, going through the previous teachings, please do well to go through them. Um, they are very important for every one of us so we can um, attain the speed that God desires for us to attain. Praise God forevermore. Alright, um, um, our anchor scripture remains Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 3 which says, You have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you not toward. Turn you not toward. Um, the last teaching we, stood, took, uh, we studied on long enough and um, by the help of the Holy Spirit we've been um, doing a study on this particular verse of scripture, let me use the word, um, analyzing it and um, dissecting it, and the Holy Spirit has been helping us a great deal, and today we are going to be going further in doing that, amen to Jesus. Alright, um, today we are going to be studying um, a message um, titled, um, Turn Northward, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, this is um, the title of today's um, teaching, Turn Northward, Turn Northward, Turn Northward, that's the end part of this particular verse, Amen. Uh, we stayed on um, compassed for uh, for some days. We stayed on, uh, on um, the um, the mountain for some days, and then we stayed on um, long enough, Amen. As the last study, and today we are going to be studying on turn northwards, turn northward, turn northward. Now, um, just a quick recap of what we have done thus far. In our previous lessons, we understood that number one, in God's realm, there is no delay. So according to God's plan and agenda, delays does not exist, so we cannot experience delays. From God's point of view, delays does not exist, and we are not we are not created to experience delay. We are not meant to experience delay. God lives in eternity, and in eternity there is nothing called time. There is nothing, and, it, and since there is nothing called time, there is actually nothing called delay because delay only exists in time. And like we said, according from God's perspective, there is nothing called delay. Is no denial. No, Amen to Jesus. So as um, um, in God's perspective, there's nothing called delay. So we are not meant to experience delay. That is our status in Christ, our new creation status. Amen. Now, from number two, from our own part, we can impute delays on ourselves by our actions, which can which we can avoid. Amen to Jesus. Um, so we've under, we also understood that from our own part, we can impute delays on ourselves. There's always there's a God path and there's a path. Amen to Jesus. Um, any Christianity that makes you believe that God has done everything for you and there's nothing you have to do, that Christianity is the greatest delusion you can ever have. Are you get what I'm saying? God has done His part and expects you to do your part. Um, God gave Jesus. He expects us to. He expects, he expects us to believe and receive. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world and He gave His only begotten Son. That whoever believeth in Him shall know what. Perry, but have everlasting life. So you, 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 the reason why people go to hell is because they have refused to believe in Jesus. What I mean, believe is to believe that He's Lord and Savior and accept Him as Lord and Savior. Because some people believe, okay, Jesus was sent, but they've not accepted Him. Amen to Jesus. So believing is beyond just believing. The Bible says, "The heart man believeth, and the mouth confession is made unto what salvation." So we believe with your heart, we confess with your mouth. Um, see, and if thou shalt believe in the Lord, believe in the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt confess that God reigns from here, thou and thy household shall be what? Saved. So you believe with your mouth, with your heart, you confess with your mouth, amen, his lordship, and then you are good to go. So there's there's God's part and there's our part. Um, if, if, we, if we don't play our part, 
what God has done cannot be made manifest in our life. Praise God forevermore. Yeah, so it means that self-imputed delays can be avoided. They can be avoided. Um, when we avoid this, we can, when we avoid self-imputed delays, we cannot actually experience what delays. They can be avoided. Are we together? They can actually be avoided. Self-imputed delays can be avoided. Amen. Alright, number three. When we get tired in our journey of life, we move in cycles. We move in cycles and we revolve around alternatives and seek to take these alternatives to the will of God or to the promise of God, just as the Israelites did around Mount Seir. That's when we talked about they have compassed these mountains. Um, the mountain, uh, Mount Seir, they, they compassed a mountain, but Seir was more than just um, more than just a mountain, it was actually a location. Praise God forever. So because they were tired, they were good at, okay, let's stay around the location. Let's stay around this alternative. When we get tired in life, we easily take alternatives. The devil dangles the apple of alternatives to us when we are tired. When we are tired in life, we surround mountains of alternatives. Why, do we, why are they called mountains? Because mountains are elevated um, 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 earth structures that look high. Um, so when we get tired, we begin to look up to the mountains instead of looking on to the Lord. They will lift up my eyes to the hills from where it's my help. Then he went for that to say, my help coming from the Lord, do me devil and earth. But that was so. The hills will not be my help, will not be my help. When we get tired, we start looking up to the hills instead of looking up to God. Are you know what I'm saying? And so, um, um, alternatives is simply looking up to the hills. Alternative is simply taking cycles around the hills, taking the cycles around um, anything that may look like is exalted, but actually it's not God. It may be big, it may be high, but it's not God. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why Yahweh is called higher than the highest. Amen. Because they must be highest. Amen. They must be highest. And we are so quick to go for cycling and revolving around the highest when we get tired. So that's the reason why um, tiredness is a very um, helpful thing because we let you, it, by, by right, tiredness is meant to let you know when you have to rest. Except for a lot of people who don't understand what tiredness means. You see a lot of people wear themselves out, work themselves and work themselves. They are tired, they are stressed over because your brain can still push, your can still, there's still demand on you, you keep going on not knowing that you need to rest. Tiredness is a good signal to us. But when it is not understood, it can become a, 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 a medium with which we take alternatives. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Okay. And then number four, we understood that when we carry the burdens of the sins of our fathers, we experience delays in life. Um, when we body carry the burdens of the sins of our fathers, we experience delays in life. Um, so um, the children of Israel, the, God told them, Mr. Rani shall wander in this wilderness of, um, uh, for 40 days, 40 years, sorry, says until the rebellious generation are perished. Now it says, and it told God speaking, he said, and those from 20 years above shall be perished, and he said, they shall bear their own, um, they shall bear their iniquity, while their children shall bear their world up. So there was a cycle that was on, while they revolved around the Mount Seir, the children were bearing the wardom of their father's iniquity. Praise God forevermore. And um, that's what makes also for cycles. When, 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 when you are bearing the consequences of your father's sin or your grandfather's sin, you could experience cycles. You can experience revolves. And that means you're experiencing delays. And we say cycles, no matter how good they are, they are likened to what? Sweat. Um, eat from the sweat of your head. No matter how good they are, they are still limitations. And they must be broken. Amen to Jesus. So we understood that. I'm just, I'm just um, getting a quick recap so we can know where we came from and then we are going further today. So still the same scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3. You have compared this mountain long enough, turn you not one. Now, um, it's striking to know that God did not command them to move. When you see, when we're revolving the mountain, when we're surrounding, uh, surrounding the mountain, God didn't tell them, all right, now move straight, move straight. You have been going in cycles for now. Okay, now break the cycle, move. Now, um, it said that when ants are moving, ants are blind, amen. So they take a fire when they are moving and they can travel from here to London with that fire. But if you scatter the fire, if you scatter the fire, you have scattered the movement. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so um, God did not just come to scatter their movement. Are you getting me? He didn't say, okay, now start, oh yeah, start moving, start moving, start moving. Move, move away from that uh, mountain. Because if God comes and says, uh, oh yeah, stop moving around and move away from there, where should they move to? Are you getting what I'm saying? Most of the time, we think that movement is our issue, but 99% of our challenge is not movement. 
most um, uh, all, I, I remember when there was a, uh, a bomb explosion in um, Lagos, um, Nigeria, where there was a, in the cantonment, except it was an explosion. And the people heard the explosion, and people started running in the bandwagon move. And many people perished in the canal. Many people perished in the canal. Why? Because they heard an explosion, they quickly started moving. It's always told that when you hear, when you get an alarm, the first thing to do is not to run. Because most of the time, people run in the wrong direction. No matter how risky the situation may be, it is first told that you should pause, stand, and take a little time to analyze the situation. That's why even when they are gunshots, the first thing they tell people to do is lie down. Are we together? They don't tell them wrong. Because in the course of wrong itself, straight bullets can hit you. But they say lie down. Lie down is the first instruction. Is that if you line that you now know exactly where the bullet is coming from? What if the bullet is coming from where you are running to? Are you getting what I'm saying? And then you run into the bullet and you're, you're, you're done. So this is a principle of life. I many of us don't understand this principle. God did not tell them, okay, now you have been cycling for long. Yeah, get out of there. Start moving. Yeah, just get out of there. Just move. Just move. Move away from there. Move away. God didn't tell them that. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says you have compassed mountain long enough. Turn you not what. So it's trying to know that God did not command them to move. He didn't tell them you have compassed mountain long enough. Move. No. He commanded them to turn. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? He commanded them to do what? To turn. He didn't command them to move. He commanded them to turn. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the challenge I've been experiencing has been a challenge of movement. <laughs> Are you getting me? When your problem is your, uh, when your actions are the reason for your problem, it is, it is foolishness to continue the same action. The wise man once said, the only definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting what? A different result. When your actions are the reason for your problems, it's stupidity, foolishness, insanity to continue maintaining the same actions. Are you getting me? Alright, praise God. Now, um, the word turn is from the Hebrew word pana. And pana, some of its meanings are, number one, to turn around. Sorry, to turn toward, sorry. Number two, to turn and look. To look, either look backward, look forward, look ahead, or look for. So basically to turn and look is also to turn towards, amen to Jesus. By implication, it means to face. Now that was to appear or to look. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now so, when God, studied, when God told them, turn, he was actually telling them, face somewhere. Turn towards somewhere. Are you getting what I'm saying? Turn and look. You have to look before you move. Most of the time we like moving before we look. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's one of the challenges a lot of Christians. We like moving before we look. Amen to Jesus. And he told them, face, face not. Face not. Face not. Um, so what this implied was, God was giving them what? A directive. And the directive was to give them a direction. And this direction gave them what? A focus. Are you getting what I'm saying? A directive that gave a direction. And this gave a focus. So when God told them to turn, He was giving them a directive which gave direction, and then this brought about what focus. This was a solution to their cyclical movement over time. The solution to cyclical movement is not another movement. Are you getting me? Like once I said it, I said I I I I, I understood finally in life that the solution to one's um, relationship failure is not basically another relationship failure. Solution to maybe a relationship failure could be you asking yourself, where have you been looking at? Are you get what I'm saying? Or what have you been looking at? Um, over the years, I've tried to build relationships with people in ministry. I've tried and tried. And um, at every time I try, I just understand that it seems like I'm the only one thinking the way I'm thinking. Not necessarily because I'm the only one thinking the way I'm thinking. Elijah said, AI, even I only, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, is one thing that you must experience in the pursuit of destiny and purpose. You must come to a point where it looks like you are the only one and you are alone. It's not like you are alone, but the truth is that because God is, God is making you, he's, uh, because He's making you, He has to allow you to go through your making process alone so that you can learn a lot of lessons alone. Now, why He's doing that to you? He's also doing that to some other people out there. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they are actually going through similar things you are going through. If not similar, but they are going through things also. They are being made. 
Now, even though your life may not be have the same experiences or maybe not similar experiences, but there will be a connectivity in the fact that you have gone through your making process. So when it's time, God is going to network you to these people. He's going to connect you to these people. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it will come at His own timing. You don't need to make a move to get it done. Are you getting me? Most of the time, we are always eager to make moves, to make moves, to make moves. Life, you see, working with God is not a chess game. Are you getting what I'm saying? Life could be a chess game, but working with God is not a chess game. In life, you always have to make move, anticipate the move of your opponent and make a move. That's life for you. But when you're working with God, sorry, you're not playing a chess game. Are you getting what I'm saying? If there's anybody playing the chess game at all, it is God playing the chess game, not you. Are you getting me? So, you are not the one to make moves. He's the one to make moves. And he makes a move and then directs you on how to move. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, um, you see that uh, most of the times we are so fast to make a move. But the move is not the situation. What is the chat? What is the solution? Is what directives, which give what direction and brings about focus. Praise God forevermore. It's important we know that the command given by God to Israel in the above verse was not a command to move, but a command of what directive. It was not a command to move. Are you get what I'm saying? It was not a command to move. For those who have been used to moving. Some of the times, even when God has not said move, they're already moving. Uh, over the years, I've been, I was a move, moving person. I don't sit in one place. Amen to Jesus. I'm always on the move. I also did a selling job, a marketing job that entailed me moving and moving. So I was just on the move. Are, are you getting me? And, but by the years, as I'm you know, maturing in life and in my work with God, I'm learning how not to move anyhow again. Now, I prefer directives to movement. Because movement will lead to dissipation and loss of energy. But directive will make lead to conservation of energies. Are you get what I'm saying? A lot of times as Christians we dissipate our energies, we, 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 we waste our energies because we are moving. We are always on the move. One of my pastors told me something. He said, he told me, he said, a rolling stone gathers no moss. A rolling stone gathers no moss. Just on the move. Just on the move. But God's solution to the challenge was not another movement. The solution was what? A directive. Yes, a directive will always herald a movement. It will forerun a movement. It will give birth to a movement. But it is first a directive, not a movement first. Are you getting what I'm saying? This makes us understand that direction precedes movement. Are you getting what I'm saying? Direction precedes movement. You can't move without a directive. You can't move without direction. One of the problems we have in the church today, we have a lot of folks who are moving without direction. Moving without directives. And it's costing us a lot. A whole lot is costing us. Are we together? Movement without direction is the definition of what the Israelites did when they revolved and circled Mount Seir. Are you getting me? Movement without direction, that's the definition of what they did. For how long they did it, I can't tell. But they kept on doing it until God said, Come on, what's happening here? And most of us, that's what our challenge is. We are moving without direction. And the fact that you are moving without direction does not mean that you end at your destination. Are you getting what I'm saying? It just means that you keep going without direction and um, you will delay your de arrival at your destination. Praise God forevermore. Now, movement is an effort in futility when it is void of direction. This notice. Movement is an effort in futility when it is void of what? Direction. Have you ever tried to move without direction? Man, you're going to forget for soon. Especially if you are paying a, ta a taxi man to do that for you. You get to a point. If it's a patient, one, you move because he knows that he has maybe he's not agreed on the price before he started moving. Are you get what I'm saying? So be happy. You keep moving. You move. Turn here, turn left. You move. When you finally arrive at destination, and he builds you, you like, are you? Okay? Are you? Are you sure what you're saying? But you see, I took, I spent, I was watching my time. I spent two hours moving. I've been moving. So you, you pay me this amount. And then you are the big mess. I know what I'm saying. But if the taxi driver who you who you originally agreed the price with, what happens is that when you start moving in cycles that you know as does not arrive at your at your destination, he starts complaining. And the next thing he tells you, okay, I'm dropping, I'm dropping you. I say, but he say, please take your money. I'm dropping you. Why? Because he knows that if I continue that this maybe for another four hours, we'll not arrive at our destination. And the money I'm collecting from your hand, if I go and let me use or search for other passengers. I will get the same amount or more. Are we together? So movement is an effort in utility when it is void of what direction. 
directives and directions are very important. Else, you continue the mess that you are in. The word uh, um, status question, the Latin word, it means this mess that we are in. A lot of us are con a lot of us are, are just cycling the mess. Are you get what I'm saying? We are we are no, we are recycling the mess and we are cycling around the mess, and it's not helping us. Praise God forevermore. Now, most times when we need solutions from God, we ask for a miracle from Him, which we expect to be an act of Him or intervention of His. You know, when we need miracles, we ask a lot for miracles and we expect God is going to intervene. God is going to act in our matter. Yeah, you're true. He's going to act. He's going to intervene. That's true. He's going to intervene in the matter. Praise God. Now, but while the miracle entails this, that is the intervention of God, acting of God. Yes, that's what the miracle is. Miracle entails God intervening, God acting in your matter, in my matter. Sometimes a miracle may not warrant God doing something or acting. Are you getting me? Yes, a miracle warrant is a divine intervention in man's operations. Are you know what I'm saying? But there are times where the miracle does not warrant God doing anything or acting anything. Are you know what I'm saying? It may just warrant us doing or acting. Are you getting me? It may warrant us doing or what? Acting. So we should know when is our time to do and act, and when is God's time to do and act. And when it is our time to, when is God's time to do and act, God, um, in quote, does not actually give us directives. He does what he's meant to do. But when is our time for to act, he gives a directive. Are you getting me? He gives a directive. Praise God forevermore. Now in a situation when we are the ones meant to do or act, we cannot just act or do our own. Do of our own. Praise God forevermore. Because we, go, because we got to where we are because of acting or doing something. Are you getting me? When is that time to act? You can't just say, okay, now it's my time to act and I'm going to act. I'm going to do what I want to act. No, 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 no. You don't do that. That's a lot of Christians do. Are you getting what I'm saying? You want to get into a business. You just say, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to act. I'm going to get into the business. You don't take time to, to get directives. And you want to get into a relationship. You say, I'm just going to go into, uh, after all, watching it from the human standpoint, um, basically, we are compatible and we are good to go. So I'm just going to get married to the person. But I tell you, you may be compatible today, but the next time you used to be compatible. Are you getting what I'm saying? Compatibility is not based on human ideologies and human um, 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 reasoning. Compatibility is based on um, God's will for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so uh, um, um, even if you don't like God's will, it still will give you success. Are you getting me? One of the problems most of us have is that we want to have everything we like. That's not life. Even you as a parent, you know, if you give a child everything a child wants, like, you are, you are destroying the child. You're destroying, you are destroying the child. I, 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 I watched about the fattest uh, man in the, in, the, uh, in the world and the guy was actually crying. He was crying. And I was like, he's just been stuck to his bed. He has to be cleaned up. He cannot do anything for himself. You can, he can't even carry his weight. He can't carry his weight. And the simple thing was that his, his, his mother used to always give, them any, give him any, she was a woman of the kitchen. So everything he asked for, food-wise, she gives it to him. And then I think his girlfriend came and started doing similar things. You know, you know when you say your mom give me anything I want? You see, some of the time people have overgrown babies. Are you getting what I'm saying? I asked mommy for cheese, she gave me. I asked her for, 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 for beef, she gave me. And all the calories, food, all the food that carries all the calories, mommy kept giving me. And then you, you, you also went to get a girlfriend who's going to treat you like mommy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of us keep looking for our mommies. Yeah, the, pet, the, the way they petted us, you know, that pool. And at the end of the day, the whole thing got messed up. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so even um, in a situation where um, we are meant to take a move, we don't just jump into taking a move because the movement is what got us to where we were. So at that point, it's important we don't run into taking a move. It's important we make acts for directives. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so. Um, when we when we get to a situation where we where we need to move or where we are stuck, are we together? When we get to a situation where we are stuck, um, we, 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 we we must seek direction from God, which comes by Him giving us what directives. When we get to that situation, the next what to do is to seek direction. It's not the time to start trying another move. Um, I I believe in taking steps in life, but I believe in taking guided steps, praise God. Um, you can't take erroneous moves, they're going to be detrimental and dangerous. 
Amen to Jesus. Praise the Lord forevermore. Now, what is a directive? You see, we have been talking about directives from God, directives from God. You can't just wake up and say you're going to take a movie just like that, no. And uh, we know the Bible says, Sam David speaking in the book of Isaiah says, My times are in thine hands, O Lord. My times. That means every second is well detailed in your hand. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, what I'm meant to be doing at this time is well detailed. The move I'm meant to be making at this time is well detailed. So, if I make the move without you moving me, I'm moving myself into disaster. Are you getting me? That's the more reason why well, we have to be very, very careful and take directives. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so what is a directive? The Miramata Dictionary defines directive as number one, serving or intended to guide, govern, or influence a directive method. Two, serving to point direction. So here we're talking about guidance and what? Pointing of direction. So this means that God's directives are all it does to guide, govern us, and point us to a direction. Are you going to say? That's what these directives are. They are all that God does to guide us, to govern us, and to govern us, and to point us to what? A direction. Amen. Now, it means that we have to actually know. David said, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Are you going to say? Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall know what I once heard somebody said, the shepherd's psalm is not for the born again. You know, it is not for the new creation. We are not sheep. We are not sheep. God is our father and we are sons. And I'm like, you know, when people read the Bible, they are just messed up when they read the Bible. Just, they are just messed up. And you can't help, you can't help their messed up mind. Why? Uh, because um, even poetry, in poetry, you use allegories and um, um, in English, you use metaphors, similes, and also algorithms and every of that to portray a message. So, if you use a metaphor to portray a message, you then come and say, um, because the metaphor uses this particular way to portray it, it is, you are, it is wrong. Uh, people who interpret like that don't understand that even the Old Testament is New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament what? Revealed. So there, there were ways that um, um, Jesus was revealed in the, New in the Old Testament that were actually um, concealed manner. So if you say that kind of thing, it means that you don't even, number one, understand how to read English. <laughs> Amen. And then number two, you don't understand the workings of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Praise God forevermore. So um, directive is, 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 the best way to understand directives is by the shepherd and the sheep. You see that the shepherd and the sheep they communicate. If we those who are into cartoon heading, discover that they use some sounds sometimes that they use some sounds to to direct the cow. Even a cow can understand direct one by sounds. Before they use the stick, they first use their sounds. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it's appalling and painful to see that even Christians can't be directed by the sounds of the Spirit. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. Alright, so what is direction? The word direction is, when a message defines direction as number one, a statement that tells a person what to do and how to do it. That is to say an order or instruction. Then it also means instructs, instruction that tell you how to go to a place. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. Now, so this means that God's direction um, tells us what to do and how to do it. Are you getting me? And we learned in our previous um, study that God directs us by His Word and by His Spirit. So God directs us by His Word and His Spirit tells us what to do and how to do it. And then number two, it instructs us on how to go to the place that God has destined for us. So it means that without getting directives from God, we cannot get direction. Without getting direction from God, we we'll keep ending at the destinations we choose to end in. And when we choose our destination, we are liable for the choices. And above all, those destinations can never take us to God's place of rest. Are you getting me? They can't take us there. They can't. Amen. So that's why it's important we get directives from the Lord, which gives us what? Direction in life. Now, how does God give direction? Psalm 119 verse 5 tells us that, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy word statutes. How does God give direction? Number one, by directing our ways by his word. By directing our ways by his word. 
1 Thessalonians 3 verse 11 also says, Now God himself and our, God himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. Direct our way unto you. Now one of the best ways to understand this direction of way is when you go into uh, maybe a, a public facility where there are nobody ushering you. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are no ushers ushering you. You see where they direct you, they use footprints on the ground. You want to get to the toilet. For example, the airport is one place to get to see that. You want to get to the toilet, they may use a footprint on the ground and it tells you to the toilet. They use a footprint to direct you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Or they use arrow directions to direct you. Are you getting me? Now, um, if, you, if, if you, for example, live in places that they have a little level of civilization, on their motorways, they, 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 they put a direction for you to know where you're going to. Amen to Jesus. If you go on straight on, this way you're going to end up at. You take your right, this way you're going to end up at. Left, this way you end up at. You take back the behind, this way is where you're going to end up at. So, um, those um, kind of directions are what it means for God to lead our ways. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, in that kind of situation, it doesn't mean that you may hear the Holy Spirit speak to you directly. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't even mean that you may get it from God's word, precise, precise, precise. But by the by the promptings of the Spirit and the Word of God, you discover that as you walk, you walk aright. Are you getting what I'm saying? You move aright. You will not enter into dangers. You will not put your feet into the wrong spots. Are you getting what I'm saying? Actually, if you have, if you're going to put your feet anywhere, you dip your feet into oil like us. Are we together now? So that comes by a depth of what relationship with the Lord in the place of prayer. You see, when you pray more often and study the Word of God more often, when you maintain a good fellowship with the Lord, you know what happens. There are issues you may not even ask the Lord concerning. Are you getting me? But because you are in touch. He will just give you the direction. He will, he will move your feet rightly. That's why I believe more in um, maintaining fellowship with the Lord. I believe more in that. Why? Because I know that some of them, we will forget to ask direction for directions. Are you getting what I'm saying? We forget sometimes. Some of the times, the situations around us are so heavy that we can't even have the time to ask for directives. Now, when those kind of things happen, what happens to you is that if you have a good fellowship with the Lord, at that point in time, He knows that you are at a critical point. So what does He do? He comes in and He gives you, He directs your what? Your ways. Praise God forevermore. He directs your ways. And you see that at the end of the day, you say, man, ah, thank God that I went to this place. Thank God that I just arrived at that time. But you don't know what prompted your ways, your steps to move in that direction. But you are happy at the end of the day you arrived there at the time you arrived there. That's to show that the Lord directed what? Your ways. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Number two, it does this by directing our works in truth. By directing our works in truth. Isaiah 61 verse 8 says, For I the Lord love judgment. I hate robbery for bond offering. And I will direct their work in truth. And I'll make an everlasting covenant with them. I will direct their work in truth. So are you working in life? Are you working maybe in the Lord's vineyard or working in your business or in, in an organization? Wherever you are working, it's important you know that God can direct your work. Are you getting me? And that's one of the if effects of having directives from the Lord. God can direct your work and will make your work successful. I always give a testimony of how um, 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 when I worked with an audit firm and we went to audit a company and after we audited the data that was collected, and you get what I'm saying, I, 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 um, I, I used the diskette to collect the data, then we used to use diskettes. I used the diskette to collect the data and, after I, and when I go back to the office, I tried opening the diskette and it didn't open. I used all the systems in the office. No one could open the diskette and I was like, wow, this is serious. But I remember the story that my pastor then said. And so I said, work for me. And I went to the place of prayers and I prayed that. I, and I arrived on that night. I prayed from like 2 a.m. praying concerning the matter. And then I had it directly from the Lord also to go to resume, to go to the office before anybody, other than everybody. And I did that. And as I got there, I took the disket and I put it in the worst system in the office. And you know what? It opened. Boom! And instantly I extracted all the information, saved it in the system. And when my colleagues came to work, I showed them that I had extracted it. like, how do you do it? And I laughed. Why? That was what that, um, directing your works could do. God can direct your works. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why does God even want to direct our works? Because our works will be tried. Are you getting me? 
he knows he's going to try them, so that's why he wants to direct them. Stop trying to direct your works. Oh, this is the way I want to work for the Lord. This is the way I want to work. No, it's, number one is his work. Number two, he will try them. So, what basis do you have to choose what you work? And you get what I'm saying? When the work belongs to you, number two is going to try. So, you choose what you want. You will choose for to work your way, your, your way or your life. Your own. It's your business. What you get at the end of the day, you take it as your cup of tea or Lipton or whatever. Amen to Jesus. So, he says, I will direct their work in truth and see um, uh, um, God does not just direct our works he directs our works in truth in the center of the soul when we are in the truth Bible says if we walk in the light as he is in the light the blood of Jesus places us from all what all sins praise God for God the Bible says um, the Lord came by Moses but grace and truth came through Jesus now so um, the only basis on which um, God can direct us is when we still remain in the truth which is what Revelation of Christ Jesus. Jesus says in John 40 verses, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So, so long as we stay in Christ, what happens is that He will direct our work in truth. Because works on that days are done in lies. Are you getting me? Only God can direct our works in truth. So that's one of the things He does by uh, how God gives direction, by directing our works in truth. Amen to Jesus. Alright, and then the next one is that it, 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 it gives us direction by directing our heart into His love. I see that. It directs our heart into His love. You see, one of the ways you know that you are receiving direction from, directed from God is that it takes you into His love. Into His love. God's directives will not take you out of His love. Are you getting me? They only take you into His love. I'm going to take you was speaking once and he said, a particular member um, man came to meet him and said, you see, the Lord is directing him to divorce his wife and marry another woman. I think the woman was a single, was a widow or whatever. And he was like, my brother, um, everything we do must be checkmated to the word of God. There's no way God accepts us divorcing our wives and going to marry them. In fact, the Bible says if we do that, it's even fornication. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, but the man said, no, um, his wife has been, has been causing problems. She has been problematic to him. And he said, ah, my brother, you see, this matter you are talking, <laughs> this wife, you say, is a problem. When you marry this one, you say you want to marry. <laughs> you see that your, your former state, your, your, your wife, which I say is a problem, was an angel. The man did this, he says, the Lord has died. And I said, okay, no problem. And then the man, he said, actually, the man went and divorced his wife. I went to marry that woman. Said in no time, his latter state was more devastating than his former state. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why? Because the directives of God will always direct us into his love. If we are not walking in love, that means we are not receiving directives from the Lord. It's as simple as that. I, I, don't, I, I can't accept somebody who says, The Lord told me, but I see you are not walking in love. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're not getting any directive from the Lord. You're actually getting directive from your head, from yourself. Are you getting me? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 5 says, And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. You see, he directs our hearts into the love of God. That's what that's how God directs us. He directs our hearts into it. You see, one of the problems we have most of the time while we stay in circles is because we don't love God. Are you getting me? But we are loved so we to empower us to love. God is not asking us to even um, um, if, if we say we cannot agape him. He will be comfortable with us, Philos him, just like he did to Peter. You get what I'm saying? We say he cannot agape him. He will be comfortable with you, Lord, Philos him or Philandros or Philadelphia in him. It's fine with that. But you see, for, but when he comes to say that you don't love God at all, ah, there's a problem there. You have not received directly from God because one of the signs to show that God has directed you is that what? He directs your heart into his love. You say God led you to break away from somebody, break away somebody, break somebody's work, divide a work that the person has done over the years. God led you and you took 80% um, of the people and they followed you. Um, um, and then another pastor of the Blessed Member was telling me of how, you know, they, they planted a branch of the church and then. After a while, the pastor began to do some facelifts in the church and every of that, and he said um, God was speaking to him. And then the pastor, he placed that the pastor, before you knew it, the pastor um, changed the symbol of the church. How <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And I was like, what's happening here? The guy says, the Lord that is speaking to him. His senior pastor should not, and it was a branch that the pastor planted and gave to him. He says, the Lord that is speaking to the senior pastor should not bother. But I said, okay, what will I do? 
I will not bother. He says the Lord. He's not the Lord. He's the Lord that is directing you to steal the work I did. No problem. Let the Lord keep speaking. And then it's, the same part of this, other pastors, other associates and leaders came and said, ah, Pastor, how can you do this man like that? You have to take the man to court. He said, I told, he said, he said, he made up his mind that I will never take anybody to court for church matter. Are you getting what I'm saying? And before you know it, the guy took you a dangerous sickness that could not be explained. While the sickness was ongoing, he said, the, uh, the wife said, send a message to, 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 to the man of God. I was like, please help my husband. Come and pray for my husband. And mem members came and met the pastor. Come and pray for this pastor. Sir. But who am I to pray? This man said, God directed him. But the man in question was still too proud. Are you getting me? And so arrogant that he couldn't even call the senior pastor and say, okay, it is my rebellion that has led this to me. He didn't call the senior pastor. He didn't call for a senior pastor to pray. It was why I was even pushing. And the senior pastor understood the person he was dealing with. You see, when you, when you mentor people, you know what they are capable of. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he understood that, you see, this man is ready to rather die than to be humble and receive the prayers. And the pastor said, ah, what do I do? He said, God, it, it, and the man was claiming God was the one who gave him directive. So what do I do? At the end of the day, the man died. Not because the senior pastor didn't want to help her, but because the person in question number one, he said God gave him directive. And God cannot direct you outside his love. Are you getting me? Mm. Number two, he never saw the need for a senior pastor to pray for him. So why will you force yourself to pray for somebody who does not see the need for your prayer? Are you getting what I'm saying? And so the man went at the end of the day. So one thing that God does is that he directs us, our hearts, into his love. He directs our hearts into his love. So when we are seeking directly from God, God will not directly to hurt your neighbor. He will directly to hurt your brother. He will directly to love your brother. Amen to Jesus. And then He directs us by directing our hearts into patiently waiting for Christ. Same verse of Scripture, 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 5. And the Lord directs your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. So you see, so he, he directs us into patient waiting for Christ. We've heard people say, ah, Jesus, is, are you sure it's coming a second time? Oh, are you sure that it's going to come? My brothers, my sister, if the Lord is directing you, you'll be able to wait patiently for him. Are you getting me? Well, if he's not directing you, my brother, you just get tired and you leave. Before you know, you have left. So he directs our heart to what? Directs our heart to patiently waiting for what? For Christ. Says, and the Lord directs your heart into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. If we're not patiently waiting for Christ, that means we're not receiving directives from the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? The proof that we're patiently waiting for Christ, the proof that we're receiving directions from the Lord is that we're what? Patiently waiting for Christ. We are, that's our hope. That's our, that's our hope that one day we'll leave this place where there's pain, where there are pains, troubles, tumors, challenges. We'll live there and we'll be with the Lord Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Now, who does God give directives, direction to? Isaiah 45 verse 13 helps us understand a little. Praise God. It says, I have raised him up, talking about Cyrus, in righteousness, and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city, and he shall let go my captives, not for prize nor reward, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, Cyrus was not an ordinary man, he was a neck cutting man. And God says, I have anointed this man as my, as my what? Righteous one, and he shall build my cities, he shall build my temple, and he shall let the people under that he has held captive to go, not for a prize. Now, on a normal day, Cyrus can never do that. So, you see, God had to overhaul his mind to do that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, Cyrus was called my righteous one by the Lord. Why? He was called the righteous one of the Lord. Why? Because um, righteousness is, 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 is God, as it were, imputing his nature into you. Are you getting me? And the purpose why you see your nature into is for you to do what? To carry out his tax here on earth. So, he called Cyrus his righteous one then. Even though his nature had not been imputed on anybody, any of them, amen to God, but he called him his righteous one. Now, if Cyrus could be called the righteous one, why? Because of the tax here. Now, God does not just impute his nature for imputing sin. That's the reason why when we get born again, we don't die immediately. Are you get what I'm saying? We get saved to save others. We get born again to build God's kingdom here on earth, which is what Cyrus was to do. Cyrus was to build the temple of the Lord, build the walls of the earth, and God said, yeah, that's what I want. So when God has a tax of building for us, what does he do? Imputes his righteousness on us. That's why um, 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 we, are, we are now what? Made the righteousness of God in him. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now in the New Testament, all, um, the, the righteous are those who God has made the righteousness of God in him through Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, 
for he had made him to be seen for us. Whom do you know sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Are we together? The righteousness of God in him. Alright. So now uh, let's go into this um, last look. What does what does God's directive do to us when we receive them? What does the directive do to us when we receive them? Because I believe somebody is really um, itching and saying, why do I need directive from God? I can continue the cycle, but there are things that the directives from God do to you and I. Uh, amen. And uh, we are living proofs here. Praise God forevermore. Now, to get the answer to this question, we, we need to um, get the Greek and the Hebrew word for direct, respectively. Are you getting me? Now, the, the Greek word, um, the Hebrew word for direct um, is kun. It's kun. And kun means to be firm, to be stable, to be established. Are you getting what I'm saying? To be firm, to be stable, and to be established. And the, the Greek word for direct is the word katioto. And katioto means to make straight, to guide, to direct, of the removal of hindrances towards to come. So what does God's directive do to us? Well, God's directive makes us firm when we receive them. Makes us firm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Number two, they make us stable when we receive them. Stable. Stable. Stability. Stability. That's what directive of the Lord do. Stability. They make you stable. They make us stable. Number three, they make us established when we receive them. We are established when we receive them. We are fully established when we receive them. Right? They make us straight when we receive them. Some of us are still crooked. Christians have the most crooked number of people in because <laughs> uh, Christians could be crooked. Are you get what I'm saying? But the reason why we are crooked is because we are not getting directed from the Lord. Are you get what I'm saying? When we get it from the Lord, we are not going to be crooked. We won't be crooked. We won't be crooked. Are you get what I'm saying? We'll be straight. Be straight. Be straight. And that's what directive does. It makes you and I straight. Now directive guides us when we receive them. They guide us. 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 They make sure that we go right. Are we together? And then um, um, directives, directors, when we leave, receive them, that's the all man. They direct us. They direct us. Purpose of directive is for us to be directed. Is that also for us to get direct to, to get direction, to be directed in life. So if directives are not directing, then they are a waste of time. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's why the word of God, the, the, the directives of God direct us. Where is the Lord directing you to? Ah, you cannot, you cannot just say, ah, the Lord has given me directive and it's not directing anywhere. No, 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 no. You listen to someone else, not the Lord. When the Lord gives you directive, He directs you somewhere. And you get what I'm saying? Alright. Now, finally, um, the God's directive remove all the hindrances to come out. When we receive them, the hindrances that we see now, they are the ones that will come. So when we receive directives, directives makes us almost at times avoid and avert some hindrances. Are you get what I'm saying? So the, the, um, the, uh, when, when we receive directives of the Lord, they remove hindrances from us in a, on our way in the future. As we're walking the journey of life, they remove the hindrances. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so it makes us understand that directives happen to be the solution to every cycling situation. It's not just when they say, oh, you have been having a pattern in your family, so now let us pray. Everybody pray, 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 pray. Hey, let's pray. Every pattern in my family be destroyed. Oh, every witch troubling me be destroyed. No, 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 no. Have we not heard of this kind of prayers? Even after the prayer, we see that our lives are not really getting the way they are meant to be. Some of us have become more suspicious. Some of us have become heartless with that kind of prayers. Are you get what I'm saying? Before you start jumping into such a prayer, ask, get directives from the Lord. Get that. It may, it may be that it's not want, it doesn't want you to pray in that light. Are you get what I'm saying? Maybe that it doesn't want you to take that decision. You know, so, but we need to get what? Directives from the Lord. And when we do that, we discover that every of those things that directive does for us, we begin to see them done in our lives. I begin to manifest the fullness of God. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Praise God forevermore. I believe you were blessed by this word. But at this moment, I want to pray for as many who have not made Jesus ever than personal Savior. You want to make that decision, just say these words after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. Know that I'm a sinner. Know that on Calvary Street, you died and resurrected for me. You shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, today I receive you into my life as Lord and personal Savior. And I surrender the same life to you. Jesus, because you chose me, 
I choose to serve and follow you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And I pray for everyone who has made this prayer. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. Thank you for granting them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I pray one prayer, simple prayer. Dear Abba Father, Dear Abba Father give, me directives, give me directives and I'm ready to obey them. As we are going to 2022, we need directives. We need them. Lord, we, are, we want them in numbers. Give us clearly. Open your mouth and pray. Dear Abba Father, give me directives. Ah, give me that is, and I'm ready to obey them. As we, as I'm going to 2022, I don't want to walk. I don't want to continue movement. No, I want directive before I take movements. Now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Isoria Zigaria Gadabosia, Malisa Lisa Liko Lakopa Lakekeripata, Ike Kuripa Suprika Sipra Kati Sakale, Imbrendi Kesubre Keti Krakatotala, Le Gugu Baria Gudu Baria. Tindala, le gundri gadi grago shagadabata ya, elele kuata ya dedas, wedi di bede indi, ibrende le bebede bele india, rumbe ketia tolupa, rikete le bebede ishwa, le iskombro ontolokodosha, la ikrapodoshke bede letata, ri ikoski baranta, thank you Lord God Almighty, in Jesus precious name we pray, Lord we have asked of you and we know you have heard us, give us directives. We are ready to obey. We don't want to step into 2022 maintaining cycles. We don't want to step into 2022 revolving around the mountains we have revolved around. Lord, we need to move. But we cannot move without your directives. Lord, so we have to give us directives. We are ready to obey. Speak to us by your word. Speak to us by your spirit. Let it come sharp and clear. In a way that there will be no argument and disputes. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. You, be glorified forever. In Jesus' name, amen, amen and amen. I believe you were blessed by God's word. Thank you once again for your time. God bless you. Grace to you. See you tomorrow.